This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Nebraska football has its new head coach, and that head coach is going to be Matt Rule, previously of the Carolina Panthers, the Baylor Bears, and the Temple Owls. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Michael Brunts. We are going to walk through Nebraska's latest coaching hire, Matt Rule, here this morning. Uh, Brunts, this doesn't really come as a surprise. We sort of expected it here in the last, uh, I'd say, 72 hours, maybe even get up to 96 hours. Probably about Tuesday is when things sort of felt like it was heading pretty hard to Matt Rule. Um, what uh, what do you think now that it's happened? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we'd known for a few days that things were trending this way. You had the reports basically right around kickoff that uh, Nebraska was going to be headed that direction, and it was a matter of kind of ironing some things out. And it's it's been kind of a unique, I think, kind of close to the search because you had the Panthers that were involved. You had a $40 million buyout that the Panthers were required to, to pay and kind of how, you know, Nebraska fits into all that. Um, you know, that, that was one of the big details that they needed to hammer out in the last 48 hours. But I, you know, I, I think it's on the, on the surface, a great hire. I think kind of what he's done in the, in his background and stops at Temple and Baylor uh, can travel to Nebraska and, uh, you know, I, I think I think it's okay to approach things with a little bit of skepticism, but I think in terms of kind of the options that were there for Nebraska and fit, I think this is a good hire. I personally just feel like this is a fit. Like, it's a, it's a guy that seems like he belongs in college football more than he did in the NFL. I think Matt Rule himself feels that. Nebraska is a place that isn't, you know, it isn't Waco. It's not Philadelphia, but it's a place that, He's going to have the most support, the most resources that he's had in his time in college football. And he won uh, at some outposts. He had success at places where, you know, it's not normal that Temple is good at football. It hadn't been normal that Baylor is good at football. And he he went there. They struggled initially that first season. And then he quickly got that thing built into where they were competing for a Big 12 championship by year three. So I, I look at Matt Rule and I look at a guy that's a builder. I look at a guy that, that can – build up the foundation and that's what Nebraska needs. And I also think he can coach a little bit. And and more than anything, I look at a roster that simply needs better coaching. It it 
you know, Nebraska gave away games this year because of coaching decisions. Development at certain spots on the roster was uneven uh, to the point where you even felt like guys regressed. So I, I think that more than anything, Trev Alberts went out and found a guy that can go and coach football comparably to the rest of the Big Ten because it's a coaches conference. You got to be able to develop. You got to be able to win in the margins. And I think that's where Matt Rule can really help Nebraska. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. The development piece is huge. I mean, when you look at what they were able to do at, at Baylor and at Temple in terms of developing guys, I mean, they're, they're, the results were shown in the NFL draft where guys by far outplayed their recruiting rankings. And I think that's the kind of guy that you kind of need at Nebraska because of, as we've seen, and, and you know, this is over multiple coaching staffs, generally Nebraska's four-star guys have not, played like four-star guys and it's a place where you have to be able to recruit to an identity you have to be able to develop and that's what Matt Rule has done um you know I I think he is a better fit for the college game I think he kind of had to learn that the hard way in Carolina and you know we can kind of get into it briefly you know later on but when you kind of dig into his coaching tree he's got the potential to to hire a pretty good staff and a staff that has power five head coaching experience, which I think was a downfall of Scott Frost, partially Scott Frost staff at Nebraska. And, you know, guys that, um, you know, as they've kind of left the the, the Matt rule nest, so to speak, they've also gone on and, and turned into pretty good recruiters and coaches as well. So, I think there's a lot of potential there. We'll learn on Monday during the during uh, the, the official announcement, kind of the salary pool for assistant coaches and a little bit more on Matt Roll's contract. But um, when you're kind of digging into candidates and, and the kinds of staffs that they could put together, I think Matt Rule, when, when you look at the guys in, in his tree, I think there, there's some uh, tantalizing potential there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's sort of what the next step is here with Nebraska is figure out the staff, figure out who's staying, who's going, who's coming in. Uh, And with Matt Rule having had some months to sort of think about what he wants to do, and then Nebraska and Matt Rule having engaged in conversations earlier in November. So this had to have been on his mind. You got to think that he's going to be able to put together a staff relatively quickly. Now it's not as big of a deal as it had been in past years because of this dead period that'll run until February or February <laughs> because of this dead period that'll run until Friday. Uh, the signing period runs until February. Um, but that, that gives them an opportunity to get some guys into town, put together a staff and, you know, then hit the ground running and, and also recruit his own roster that he's now inherited. Uh, we've, we've already seen here on Saturday morning, several guys announced decisions. You've got Trey Palmer headed to the NFL and you have Brian Buscini coming back and ready to, uh, to provide some more punts at Memorial Stadium, in which he got very familiar as Nebraska turned into the most Big Ten West team I think it's ever been over the last five weeks of the football season. So Brian Buscini back, Trey Palmer gone. We're going to see more of those sort of roster decisions. What do you think the most critical roster decision right away for Matt Rule is? Well, I I wrote about this right after the game, and I think a big one is just figuring out Nebraska's quarterback picture. You know, we – we don't know 100% kind of what a Matt Rule offense is going to look like in Nebraska. But, you know, you, you have Casey Thompson as the veteran guy kind of making a decision in the offseason about kind of what he's going to do. 
And then you have a, just a group of guys that seemed like they were all recruited to run different offenses. And, and that's, you know, part of the issue at Nebraska with the quarterback room is you just don't have somebody, if Casey Thompson decides to leave or go pro or, or whatever he's going to do, ready to step in. I think that's the biggest personnel decision uh, that, that's going to kind of loom for Matt Rule is, is what Casey Thompson is going to do, what direction they're going to take at quarterback, because that, that's a position that you have to get right, I think, right away to give yourself a, a shot at, um, you know, being able to uh, to give this a go and, and, and win right from the get-go. So the quarterback spot's huge. And, you know, I think, I mean, is your sense that Nebraska is going to have to be very portal heavy this year just based on what we've seen in, in 2022? Yeah, it really depends on on what uh, what happens with a number of guys on their roster. They don't have a ton of natural openings, but if you get a bunch of guys that just choose to leave or to, to finish their career elsewhere or just be done with college football, then you're going to want to backfill some of that, and I don't know how much will be high school. Uh, the, the quarterback equation is, is going to be fascinating because I sort of look at Nebraska's roster and I think back to Charlie Brewer a little bit, and that's kind of the guy I most link with with Matt Rule. That was his quarterback um, in 2017 and 2018, or no, 2018, 2019, kind of when they made that run before he left to go to the Panthers. And Charlie Brewer was a guy that that you know was a, a dual threat quarterback, but wasn't gonna just burn you with his legs. He could move the the pocket a little bit, throw the ball. Like I don't think Casey Thompson's too terribly far off from what Charlie Brewer was at Baylor. And so if you're, if you're Matt rule and you're watching that, and unless you've already got a guy in mind, I think that's a really important conversation to have because we saw yesterday when given some time and, you know, presented with an offense that, that kind of works like Casey Thompson looked good. That was a really good game for him against a very good Iowa defense that he was able to pick apart. And so I, I look at, at Casey Thompson, I still sort of feel like, the smartest play maybe as you transition would be to try to get him to stick around. Now, if there's another quarterback that Matt rule absolutely loves, totally understand it. Uh, but what's behind whoever the first guy is, is probably equally as important because Nebraska has yet to have a season. Um, you can go all the way back to what 2012 where their starting quarterback started every game, didn't get knocked out at any portion uh, with an injury and so you, you've got to have backups, too. And so I don't with, – with what we saw from Chubba Purdy and, of course, Logan Smothers and and sort of nothing from Heinrich Harburg and Richard Torres, I don't know what's behind Nebraska there. And so the backup piece might be uh, just a little less important than the starter. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think if you're looking at offense, I mean, the offensive line is probably – priority one B right behind the quarterback spot. Um, you know, Matt rule does have a background as a, as a line coach. Um, so that, that helps, I, I'm, you know, that, that, the, the fronts have to be fixed and, and that's kind of, I, I would say probably among the first orders of business for him, but what I, as you kind of look at this higher from a recruiting perspective, I mean, do you think it's going to, kind of rile up the the region i guess in terms of what nebraska is doing because i mean matt rule is not a guy that you know at baylor signed a bunch of five stars or you know kind of had a ton of juice on the recruiting trail i mean what, what's kind of your early read on what this means from a recruiting perspective 
Well, I think he's got uh, kind of a template of the players that, that he wants. He's going to recruit to that. I, I think you're going to see Nebraska sort of recruit um, down into Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas. You're going to see Missouri, Iowa. I mean, a lot of what they were trying to do with Scott Frost, but I, I think his evaluations were really strong when he was at Baylor. Um, they they found a number of guys that are on NFL rosters or will be on NFL rosters that weren't highly rated guys. I mean, you you look at a James Lynch, who, of course, you know, he was committed to, to USC and TCU at one time before Baylor flipped him. I mean, that was a guy that was a, a mid-level three-star that is now in the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings, was the best defensive player in the country in 2019 as an interior defensive lineman. Like, he wrecked lives in the Big 12. Like, you go put on the highlights of James Lynch, and I'm not saying that he was Sue, but he was as close to Sue as we have seen from a college player, which is sort of hilarious because that gets thrown around, like, for all of these recruits. Like, this guy's an ex-Sue, and then they never go on and do it. And then there's sort of (laughs) unassuming James Lynch, who has his own Nebraska tie that I'll just spare the Husker fans from having to hear about. um, That was just demolishing people. And so I I think for me, you know, you kind of look at what he was able to do in terms of finding these guys. And you, you have to assume one of the great things about the Midwest is there's a lot of underutilized athletes. There's a lot of guys that fit body profiles, even in the state of Nebraska, you're talking about players like, you know, um, Maverick Noonan comes to mind, Malachi Coleman, uh, You've got the Carter Nelson out in, in Ainsworth. Like you just have some really good athletes that don't necessarily fit the the parameters of the, the four-star guys. Now Malachi Coleman does, and we'll see what happens with Carter Nelson. But they're just really good, raw, athletic ability. And that's what he went and found at Baylor. And then he was able to develop them into good football players. And so I, and on some levels – I think that sort of works with what Nebraska has and what's around it because you've sort of got some underdeveloped athletes in your recruiting area that if you can take advantage of, and particularly if you can find some of those guys on the line and you build them into being good players in the trenches, that's going to help you probably more than any. And and I think that's going to be a big part of what happens here. I know that's not super sexy. I know it's not going in and, and you're going to put Ohio State and Michigan on notice this way. But frankly, what Nebraska has to do is build back to the middle. And then with that success, they can start achieving a higher level recruit than he was able to do at Baylor because the resources are there. The facilities are going to be there. So if they build back to the middle successfully, then I think they're going to be able to climb to the top. Yeah, an eight-year deal for Matt Rule. So Nebraska is obviously signing itself up for a lengthy rebuild here um, and and maybe showing some patience. it's it's funny. I you know you start you, you I feel like we've kind of turned the calendar to 2023 already a couple of weeks ago, but you start looking ahead at kind of what the future looks like for Nebraska football, and and this happens every time you hire a new coach. I get that, but you know in six months you're going to have a brand new 150 million dollar practice facility opening. You've got a new head coach that you know I. I I think, you know, can win at Nebraska. I think he has a good plan based on what he's done previously. I, I It just feels like this program has needed a reset and, and almost kind of since the COVID year in some ways. Um, and so I, I think, you know, you, you have a lot to look forward to at least with how this comes together. We'll see if it actually, you know, results in any wins on the field. But 
Um, you know, I, I just in terms of the process and, and the search and the 75, 70, however many days it ended up being, I hope we never do it again um, that way. But, um, you know, I, I think Trev Alberts did a pretty good job of, of, you know, making sure that by the end of it, no matter, you know, if you needed to get the, the car over the, the finish line, you know, strapped with duct tape, he was able to do that. So, um, I think credit there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just, this program has felt like it's just needed a, you know, a a reset for a while. And I think 2023, you at least have the opportunity to do that now. And everybody has hot new Christmas gift. The, the smocks, you get those red and white smocks out there. We're going to see them, I'm sure all over Minnesota and Colorado to start the 2023 (laughs) season. Uh, you know, Nebraska fan base is all in on the fashionable (laughs) trends. And so, uh, looking forward to, to seeing all of those at uh, at the, visiting stadiums and Memorial Stadium. The only concern I have is I'm really afraid that copy editors around the state are going to just tire themselves out with bad rule puns in the next 24 hours. Oh, it's going to be make, brutal. Everybody needs to make sure and just pace themselves. It's a long off season. So um, let's go easy on the puns right out of the gates here. All right, look, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you entirely. All right, Brunts, uh, just wanted to, to – Dive in here for a few minutes. Of course, we're going to be back uh, with more Husker 24-7 podcast content about this. We're going to dive into more of the recruiting, more into the staff, more into everything, more into the roster. Goodness, Brunson, there's a lot of work ahead for us. Good gravy. Yeah. Well, the good news for everybody else is we're more than equipped to handle that work, and we're looking forward to it. And, of course, you can catch everything that we have going on at Husker247.com. Got a great deal going on the site right now you want to take advantage of. Black Friday deal, Cyber Monday deal, whatever the hell you want to call it. It is 75% off for a VIP subscription. You want to dive into that right now. Of course, that'll get you the VIP content. And be sure to subscribe to the Husker 24-7 podcast. Have every podcast downloaded to your listening device, making it super easy for us to get to your ears. We'll be back with more Husker 24-7 content later this weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.